Welcome to the Green Pea Podcast with Emma Hewlett and Amanda Fern. She's a website editor and proofreader. And she's a copywriter, writing coach and brand language specialist. We're word nerds on a mission because we don't think what you've been told about successful marketing is best for people and the planet. Emma's an eco-warrior, a forager and hates waste. And Amanda grows cabbages, loves anything yellow and still hasn't finished her novel. Hello and in this week's episode we're going to take on quite a controversial issue. Mm. Women only networking groups. In this age when we're rethinking the previous rather polarised nature of gender and what it means in terms of work and home, uh, logical, empathetic, feminine, masculine, it's thrown up quite a few questions on whether or not these spaces are ethical. These women-only groups are increasingly popular, especially since lockdown. Yes. So what is it about the atmosphere that's so appealing? Does everyone, regardless of gender, have a seat at the table? And what can we do to preserve the nature of these groups? We're going to explore some of the issues involved and make suggestions about how we can address them. So, let's, let's get, get cracking. <laughs> So we have a bit of a controversial topic this week and perhaps a little bit of a departure um, from the tips and tricks that we've been discussing over the past um, few episodes. So it's kind of such a difficult topic that we've struggled to articulate that we've had to re-record this episode as we've (laughs) both processed and developed our thoughts. Um, It's a topic that I've been passionate about for some time but yeah, like I said, I've kind of struggled to put it into words, really. Mm. So I attend a lot of women-only groups and some mixed networking groups. And there's definitely a different energy between them. Yeah, I would say. And I've been in some mixed groups where there has been, with no better way to put it, shouty men. And I can't lay claim to this phrase. It was shared with me by a client the other day. But it sums it up pretty well. It's why she's shied away from networking. And I know exactly what she means. I have been belittled, ignored and diminished. And I don't know how many times in a way that I haven't been in women-only groups. And I would really quite like to get to the bottom of it because obviously not all men are like this. Yeah, I've certainly been in women-only groups before where one or more members have been overly aggressive with their messaging yeah yeah I I guess so but in my experience this has been reined in it's been made very clear that it's not acceptable yeah so I attend both mixed sex and female only networking groups but I am drawn more to the female only groups Mm. I just feel more comfortable there um I think a lot for me is because a lot of the women have shared experiences and similar lifestyles to me with other commitments to balance you know their parents and you know they've got a lot going on so I see it as a place that I can be authentic and gain support. I don't feel like I'm playing catch up or there's that competition. Mm. What is it that you think you find so appealing about the women only groups? I think for me, it's collaboration and cooperation over competition, undoubtedly. And um, or at least in the groups you know that I've attended. Um, so there's not one person per profession mm. in the group and collaboration between 
people in the same sector is is encouraged I mean you know you and I kind of work in very similar kind of areas but you know equally we decided to collaborate together Mm. um so there's no lack mentality going on it's not a matter of "Mm, I need to protect my potential client base and that person might steal them from me there's a respect for the fact that we're all offering a slightly different product or service and what can we do to encourage and enrich each other there's always this feeling of what can we do to help each other and it's not about you know putting referrals on people or Mm -hmm. making sure that you've got like x number of people that you've referred or you know trying to kind of inch your way in on somebody's territory as such there's it's a completely different environment do you think it's about feeling safe I think so I feel safer yeah um although I do feel safe in mixed groups there have been times you know when I haven't Mm. um when I've been talked down to or almost sort of talked through like I'm not there it's not been pleasant no no shouldn't these groups be for everyone a lot of people might think that well see (laughs) this is this is where my difficulty comes because of course you know they should surely be a space for everyone the the dividing along the gender lines is a tricky one to navigate exactly because that's what we've done here we've divided along gender lines haven't we and i've mulled this subject over for a long time and I think finally, <laughs> I've managed to come up with a way to articulate the situation. And this is a way of making sure everyone who wants a seat can enter, but at the same time, protecting this unique quality that we've just spoken about mm. so that everyone feels safe and it allows their businesses to grow. Yeah. So it's about the energy of the group, a collaborative feel to it. Yeah. So this has been influenced by, I read The Red Tent by Anita Diamond a few years ago. And if you haven't read this novel, um, please acquire a copy and read it at the weekend. Um, Basically sit in the cupboard, ignore everybody else and read it because you'll love it. I'll put um, details about this book in the the notes. Um, So it's about Dinah, um, who was a minor character in the Bible, but... It explores the culture of the time and how women lived together, largely away from the men. Now, I'm not sure about how much creative license is involved in the story, but it's one of women birthing, bleeding, talking, passing on skills and caring for each other. So it was a a protective space away from the world where women were able to do this, you know, in in a safe place. And I think these... Business networking groups are a modern day reincarnation of this environment. And I think that's what makes these groups really appealing. It's not necessarily the gender of the people there. And the energy with which people approach the group, I think, is really important. Mm. And there have been times when I've spoken to men who feel entitled to join, like they're being discriminated against. And so these two things have kind of clashed they've made me feel really uncomfortable yeah I I recall a conversation I had um I think nearly two years ago actually with a male who when he asked what networking groups I was in and I I mentioned women only groups he seemed really put out about the presence of these women only groups Mm. he was like how is that fair He, he didn't seem to understand the need 
for them. And it, it was very clear that he felt excluded and probably a bit threatened. I didn't actually know how to answer. Yeah. But I, I knew in my head, I was thinking, well, I know there are women in there who have been through abuse and things. And I know that that is their safe place. So why you wouldn't barge in with that attitude of, yeah, like you say, entitlement. I also actually sometimes feel quite self-conscious recommending female-only groups when in a mixed sex networking right, group yeah. as well. So I can relate to that. I get that. Yeah, I can relate to that um, feeling of being uncomfortable. So I, I've also read, um, I will thoroughly recommend um, Megan Watterson's uh, book, Reveal. Um, and in there, this is wonderful phrase she uses about women-only um, groups. This is how women pray while no one is looking. And there's the kind of freedom freedom and um, ability to express yourself without judgment. And that actually sounds horrific in some ways, because, of course, we should be allowed to express ourselves without judgment. But unfortunately, that's not the reality of my experience and a lot of other women like me. Yeah. So as a result of this, after a lot of thinking, I've kind of decided that it's all about the energy of this modern day red tent okay. rather than the people who are in it. So if you think about the the, the nature of the traditional gentleman's membership club, mm. you know, think about the stone steps and the grand portico above and huge heavy oak door and grand tiered, uh, tiled entranceway. It's about prowess and grandness and, mm. and, and the kind of the feeling of it, isn't it? And now think of the energy of the red tent. You lift the flap and you look inside, you bring your belly to the ground and you stoop to go in. And inside there's this scent of blood and incense. There's conversation, sharing, children, maybe crying. And here's the thing, whilst everyone is welcome to enter the red tent. No one is entitled. That feeling of entitlement belongs to a different sphere altogether. And our red tent came about as a place of safety. It was a place where things could be shared and humans could be vulnerable. Mm. And there's a completely different energy Brené Brown says that vulnerability is the birthplace of creativity. Absolutely, yeah. So expecting to walk up and take your place, that would completely destroy this beautiful thing that we've created. Yeah, that was bewitching. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, that just, yeah, that just sums it up beautifully. I love that. So what should we do, Amanda? A wise one. Well, I've decided that it's about developing a culture that everyone is welcome, but no one is entitled. Yeah. And there is a reason why women of all varieties should be welcome, but also men with the right energy of collaboration, not competition. Mm. So we keep the competition and sense of entitlement outside of the red tent, or you risk destroying this precious thing. You can't attempt to enter this space with the same energy that made this space necessary in the first place, which I realise is quite a controversial view. So maybe we need to alter or change the culture that has made 
safe space necessary mm. rather than changing the nature of the safe space itself. Wow. Thanks, Amanda. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Beautiful. Mind blown. <laughs> We'd love to hear what people have to think about this. Yes, uh, we're inviting comments and feedback from this. Um, yeah. But also, I think in future podcasts, perhaps we'll have a look at suggestions or ways in which, you know, practically we can bring this, yeah, you know, into, into being. Yeah, lovely. Mm, anyway. Perfect. So, yes, like we said, any um, comments that you have or uh, any views on this, then um, please drop us a line or put some comments and we will get back to you. Well, that's all we've got time for today. If you enjoyed listening to the Green Pea podcast today, subscribe and listen to what else we have to say about the world of ethical and green business. Catch us next time, but until then, be seen, keep it green, and don't be obscene. And in the meantime, you can find me over on Instagram at Emma H. Proofreading. And you can find me at Lift Copywriting.